uh, we're talking about synthesizers. Yeah, because the competition is synth-based this month. Yeah. And I don't know how to use any synthesizers, and so I've been practicing by making them make noise. Nice. Yeah. Um... But that led me to a very a, a question I've had for a very long time that I still don't know the answer to, and it's how in the world do people make UI sounds? Because it seems like a synthesizer is the best way to do that, but is it just a matter of like... Because the way that I make poke around in the synth is, as far as I understand, the same as everybody else. You open up a MIDI keyboard and then you run it through a synth, and then it makes noise based on the key you press and how you know, hooray for us all. But that's all gonna be like, you know, it's like a a single thing. So do you just like cut it down to its shortest possible existence and then make it into a, a noise or what? Yeah, I mean, think about like a think about the envelope of the sound and go from there. Like. In my opinion, envelope goes comes first, and then you just decide whether the attack is going to be 10 milliseconds or 500 milliseconds to where it, like... I mean, also just determining what UI sound you're creating. Like, is it going to be a select sound? Is it going to be a hover sound? Is it going to be a back sound? Um, and those oh, elements I are suppose. going to... Those directions of the sound that you're creating is going to dictate how you're going to approach the sound. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, when I think of UI sounds, I always think of, like, menu select stuff. Like, you're in the menu and you got beep, 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 boop, 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 you know, click yeah. up and down. But I guess I didn't think about... You said you didn't know how to make UI sounds. Right. I don't. But that's... And that's the yeah. only thing I'm thinking of when I think of UI sounds is, like, how do you se select stuff in a menu? But I guess there's also any time that you would, like, push a button on a spaceship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's... Oh, I feel I realized I just realized what you did there with that joke, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm surprised you didn't catch it. I yeah, blew right by me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I was like, he'll get it later in post or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll make it sound like I'm not an idiot when I edit this. <laughs> just do a laugh and post. Yep. It's so like, oh yes, I get it. Ha 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 ha. Yes, being the editor makes it very easy to slip words in that I missed last time I, when we did the recording. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess UI sounds are very difficult. I think I think UI sounds are easy in the sense that it's very a very short sound. Mm -hmm. Typically, there's not a whole lot of places where you can mess it up. But I think it becomes really difficult when you're doing it in the span of an entire game because a game. I talked about this in the Animal Crossing video a little bit. Like the UI has to be in sync with the rest of the sounds in the game and it has to reflect what the game is mm -hmm. as a whole yeah that's interesting yeah no i was talking with um i was talking with some when i visited austin i we, there was an audio meetup and one of the topics that was just being talked about was ui sounds and how they're some of the hardest sounds to make because it's basically like another soundtrack except on a micro level um just Ooh. in terms of like how it has to encompass the feel of the game properly and it's also a lot harder because I feel like music, you have the room to go in depth on the emotional tangibility of what it is, <laughs> but UI sounds is usually just a couple of dutes and deets, and, <laughs> and that's all you can really work with. But the, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that you can approach it to more than just synthesizers, too. Yeah. Do, do you find that it's like the texture is the hardest part for you? Or? I don't have any idea. I don't. I guess it would help to have something I need to make a UI sound for, because if it's going to be thematic with the game that you're working on, then that's going to yeah. already narrow down the scope of how it should sound. Like, I suppose you could technically, if you were doing... <laughs> 
If you were playing like a survival, like a forest survival game, theoretically you could make UI sounds that sound like the rustling of leaves. Of course, and yeah. that doesn't have anything to do with synthesizers, but that also wouldn't be UI sounds for Overwatch either, you know? So yeah. I guess that is probably part of why I'm lost in knowing what to do is that I don't have anything to do it for. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's kind of the re another reason why we do the competitions with a video, because mm -hmm. it just creates so many limitations yeah. for what you can be creating sounds for. Yeah, I would, I would personally like, for anybody wanting to do UI sounds, just find a game that you like and pretend you're making the UI sounds for it. Mm-hmm, for sure. Which I might, I might very well do. Yeah, the, I think some of the coolest UI sounds are usually like the sci-fi techie ones, but I think it's important to not just do those because yeah. those are those tend to be the easiest in terms of what people think of when they think of UI. But mm -hmm. or that's just what comes to mind for me at least. But what like your example that you gave where you have a forest survival game and you use trees rustling for the UI sounds. That's hard to do. I bet. That's that's really hard to make work. Well, yeah, because I was just thinking now, if I were to pick a game to make UI sounds for, what would it be? And I was just kind of going through some of my favorites, and it made me realize, like, the Bioshock UI sounds are probably super hard to make, or were probably super hard to make, because they have to they fit that sound, that theme in the game. There are so many UI sounds of, like, old metals and, like, stuff from the 30s clacking together in a very like there are so many times in the game where all of the ui sounds come from that same theme and they're super thematic for that type of game for bioshock being what it is and that is a great example that i just realized i don't even know how you would have made how they would have made those sounds i have absolutely no idea yeah i i i don't I can't. I'll find you one and yeah, talk amongst yourselves while I edit all this out anyway. Um, yes, talk amongst ourselves, everyone. <laughs> I think I think my favorite UI sounds that I found are probably Overwatch. Probably has some of the best UI sounds. Yeah, Overwatch in general is just one of the best sounding games ever. It's so good. It's it's just so impressive. The the personality and the texture that they were to create, mixing all of those sounds together. And the complexity of the mix of the sounds due yeah. to how many characters there are, it's... And, yeah, the great thing about Overwatch UI sounds is, like, they become really important subtle cues where it's, like, you get a sound to indicate that your one of your cooldowns is ready. Oh, yeah. And you want to know that in much less than the time it takes to look and see that that's true. Yeah. So you hear it, and even in all of the noise that's going on around you, you hear a very subtle sound that means you can use that thing again. Yeah. And and because it's non-diegetic, mm -hmm. it has to be like, it, 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 it's mixed a little bit louder than most other sounds. And it has to be able to cut through the mix of someone's ultimate. But someone's ultimate also needs to be really loud because it's a dangerous thing in the game that you need to keep an eye out for. So having the sound be loud is important. And what do you prioritize in, a, in an instance like that? Yes. Hold on, I'm still trying to find this video. Maybe maybe look up menu or something like that. Yeah, sure. I like that. Let's try that. Oh, this this will do. Oh, interesting. 
Oh, those are like really. Man, that's interesting. Yeah. Th th those are like really. Wow. Uh, because those, th those UI sounds feel like they're popping at you. Right. And they're so, and they've got such a weird old mechanical feel to them that fits the aesthetic perfectly. Yeah. I, and the, the little like the glitch effect and stuff. Mm hmm. That's super cool. Wow. No, that, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And it does fit. You're right. And I think that, I think that more so the aggressiveness, because they're, those are aggressive UI sounds. Like they just, that's true. They just, they punch you like when you select something. That's true, and that seems to be true for all of the Bioshock games, just out of my memory, is like, there's a very specific sound for everything that happens, and it is not subtle. That's that's super interesting. I mean, it makes sense, and now that you mentioned that, I guess that they did a good job of syncing the UI sounds to the feel of the rest of the game. Yeah, and that's, that kind of leads me to something I told you the other day that I just learned is that the UI sounds in The Last of Us change environmentally depending on where your character is in the game when you use them so if you're in like a cave then you get more reverb out of the ui sounds than if you're like in a bedroom and everything's flat and like the reverb characteristics of the room of the environment match through the ui sound depending on where you are and that is fantastic and did not need to be true <laughs> did not need to happen at all yeah but it's wait. So was it just was it just like reverb, or was it also like if you are in the forest, it would change to like the actual sound source? I believe it's just the reverb, and it just okay. matches the environment. Okay. In a re yeah, from the reverb perspective, that's really cool though. And it's like what a subtlety, you know? I guess what a thing. I guess it wouldn't be too too difficult to do. No, it's yeah. It's not really that it would be particularly hard to do. It's just a, it's the kind of idea. Yeah, that comes yeah. From the top tier kind of people who do this stuff. Because I, I'm curious. I don't remember what the pause menu looks like, but if it's, I'm curious if they built it. Do you remember if the menu aesthetic, like the visuals, were displayed in such a way where it would take you out of the game, or did it make you feel like you're still in the game? It was definitely still in the game. It's like a. It's almost like in. Um, Dead Space, where you pull up the UI and it's an in-game, like, holographic UI, if I remember right. Okay, that's interesting. No, that's that's great, though. I think that's that that makes so much sense, then, thematically, because that game is just... Right. Is, that game is all about story. They they want you stuck in that game once you start. And you and the, the player doesn't want to leave either, so that's just a smart decision overall. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's a relatively decent example, I think. Time to go to work. So it's like it's kind of in-game, but also kind of not. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's kind of exactly what I expected, actually. Okay. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes a lot of sense, actually. And, and that's even like the pause menu and stuff, too, that changes. Okay, yeah. cool. That, or that looks like that and all that. That, that's kind of what, exactly what I, w I imagined it to be. So that's that, that makes sense. It, it's still like, it's just a half screen, so you can still see what's going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's not the full like floating HUD of Dead Space, but it's also not hit pause to go into pause menu in separate from the game sort yeah, of thing. That's interesting. Yeah, and, it's, and, it is, and it is funny that to compare like Dead Space and Last of Us and this context of like 
just the yeah. uh, the immersion factor of these games and how they both decided to handle their their menus and their the sounds of them and such maybe i don't know about the sounds for dead space but you get me yeah for sure and that's another i mean we could go through that example too and like look at the dead space menu style because it is like push button on your wrist receive menu in front of playing character third party or third person and yeah i imagine that that would have to be environmentally altered yeah because it's diegetic at that point exactly yeah so i suppose to go back to it let's say using that bioshock clip as an example how much of those sounds do you think are built from analog sound sources as in not a synthesizer right and they're not synthesized to me it sounds like all of them oh except for the glitch ones maybe right yes that sounds right because it seems to me like i i know so little about synthesizers i still have an idea that you can if you were to try hard enough you can effectively make any sound in a synthesizer but that might not be true i probably not i true. think i think it's <sighs> assuming that you can't import samples right right it'd be really hard but it could probably yeah. be done i i'm okay. i'm gonna say it can be done but i it can be done but why would you go but why all, would you do yeah, it yeah exactly why would you go through all <laughs> yeah, the trouble yeah, yeah. when you could just record it with the microphone <laughs> it's like yeah you could build a car from you know by hand <laughs> as a person in sometimes your actually i'll just take white noise and i'll just like pinch certain frequencies to like get pitch out of it yeah and and i just skip using a uh, synthesizer or whatever it's just yeah just pinch like the, the 5000 range and then just boost that up mm -hmm. a lot and then makes a nice like little like metallic dinging sound almost oh i like that i like that looks like uh bells of foot has joined us welcome bells of foot so you just take some white noise and then you pinch a single frequency and then you uh, pull it up and everything else drops out and you can make like little dings and stuff yeah exactly that's a really good answer to my internal question of how a person would make a single sound that is like super short like to go back to that Chrono Trigger UI sound that I made, I did that by whistling into the mic, but it's like, if I were to try to make that sound with a synthesizer, how would I do that? Sure. You know, actually, I think I have the some of the UI sounds I made here, because I made UI sounds doing that exact method with, like, the metal. So this, th this sound here was made with that method of pinching the frequency band. Ooh. Ah! Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's perfect. Because it's exactly what it is. It's like, and I assume that that's just fade in, fade out with a white noise that is pinched. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just you control the envelope with the fade in, fade out on the audio file. And uh, then you just make sure that you pinch frequencies on the right spot. The one thing I will say is that you might have to use multiple bands to pinch in the same frequency range. So uh, that's, that's kind of hard to just place by hand. So you might have to actually type in the number like 4,000 onto three different bands and then boost all of those upwards. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So if by three different bands, you mean like when you open up an EQ and you get like one through four as different points on the line. Each of those are a band in, in this description. So what, why, what would it do for you to have three different ones be the same frequency? Oh, because sometimes it won't go high enough, loud enough for you to actually get any sound out of it. Oh, and so you layer it across all the bands to boost the volume. So if you if you, you, the max that you can boost is like six decibels, then mm -hmm. you can layer two together to get twelve decibels. At max. I see. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing this for a while though, and it's really, 
it's a really nice quick way to get like almost like a metallic sound in any sound that you want to do i just yeah just dude white noise is so powerful like i, I yeah i i don't understand how mo more sound designers don't use it it's just so versatile and you can make almost any sound with it i th i think yeah i totally agree because i mean if you think about it mechanically it is all of the frequencies at once and so it's <laughs> right. basically just a table of every ingredient you could ever need to make food yeah and and at that point that just means that every other sound is white noise but with frequencies cut out the right way yeah because that's yeah that's all sound is is it's frequency isolation over yeah. the course of you know forty thousand samples per second <laughs> <laughs> oh that's all yeah that's whatever yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, for sure. I, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's something I've been preaching from Blip Sound since the beginning, basically. And it's... The importance of white noise? Yeah, I mean, and, and it's funny how, like, a lot of students in the game audio training series and such will... Actually, Bellsfoot, you're in the game audio training series, aren't you? Uh, you Do you use white noise? Because uh, I know I do some courses where, where I talk about using uh, white noise for like some of the layers. Okay, gotcha. Oh boy, getting the call out right here in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, in front of in front of you, me, and Bell's foot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I use it to make the sound of light. I use it to make the sound of wind. I use it to get impact sounds. I use it to get metal sounds. <laughs> well, I know I mean, it. See, it seems so simple. But that, uh, it takes repetition. Like, I'm agreeing with you 100% on the white noise concept yeah, yeah. here as I simultaneously realize how much I forget to use it. Oh, that's interesting. That's what most people who are in blip sounds who have, like, are learning from us and stuff think, mm -hmm. too, is, like, they see me do it, and it's like, oh, it's magic. But then, <laughs> then they try and do it themselves, and all of a sudden it's a lot harder to do. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it always is, isn't it? Just somebody makes it look easy, and then it's... Yep. Yeah. And then you're like, why can't my hands move like that? <laughs> exactly. How come I can't dance like you, John Travolta? Why can't I shuffle cards <laughs> across a four foot gap between my hands? Like, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah. But enough white noise talk. White noise is amazing, and I use it for everything. To conclude that statement. <laughs> yes. I'm curious to see. So, are you, are you going to try making UI sounds with that metal kind of style, or? No, not necessarily. I just. Uh, I think about UI sounds a lot. They plague me because I don't understand how to make them. And so now I have I have a much better idea. Even with the white noise thing, like that is, I guess, the same approach that you would use for making UI sounds via synth in the sense that you have a single note that lasts a half a second or something. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And this is like weirdly softer, though. I don't know why. It is. Yeah, I well, I think that you would you could still do the same principle of just doing a low pass and a band pass filter where it just selects a specific frequency on a, a synthesizer note that has a specific like note pitch to it, um, and it would still yeah. work the same way. I think the only thing that this doesn't really have is, I mean, you probably could automate it to move up and down or whatever in pitch. Mm -hmm. But that's something that's a little bit will take a little bit more work, and maybe a, a synthesizer that can automate that for you is better at that point. We should uh, maybe uh, make a competition one month where it's like here is just a menu that goes through you know ten different points of. Ooh, that's a great idea. You know, it opens a menu, and then you click up and down through a couple of sections and open a different menu, 
and like this five ten second duration of menu navigation is the sound that's awesome no i like that and that that also wouldn't be too crazy to do for people i think um because if for it's sure. only like if it's 10 sounds but all of the sounds are first off ui sounds so they're kind of simple mm -hmm. but also they all are going to be thematically aligned together then that would be like a really good exercise for people to practice some ui sounds yeah i think so too yeah i dig that no that's a great idea yeah we should tell brian about that and see his thoughts brian brian get in here oh no he can't hear me hi guys it's <laughs> me brian <laughs> hey blip sounds brian seeley here <laughs> <laughs> that was that was accurate <laughs> that was a little bit too I've, I've heard it about a thousand times <laughs> As the editor, I can tell you how everybody talks. Oh man, I don't. I, I was gonna do my Brian impression, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> yeah, you're Brian. Hey, this is Brian. This is what Brian sounds like. <laughs> hey guys, it's Brian from Hey Blip Sounds. It's Brian. <laughs> oh God, uh, that's staying. I, I might make that a secret sound. Yeah, that's sure. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Oh man, I. Is it, yeah, I guess I guess Brian does have like a. He, he does have, like, that nasally voice going for him. Well, let's not tear him apart. <laughs> I, 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 dude, I'm, I'm nasally as hell. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm in the same boat. I think I think the nasal voice is awesome, personally. Like, uh, John, is it John H. Benjamin, the archer guy? Oh, man, H. H John Benjamin. H. John yeah. Benjamin, he, yeah. He has the best drony monotone voice ever he is so much fun to listen to nobody nobody sounds like like no not a single person in this world sounds like that none uh, yeah and it's like i i, I don't want to say that that's his entire career is based on that because <laughs> he's actually very talented but it's a i mean you'll you'll hear him a thousand he never has to do a voice he just has to do his voice and that's yeah that not all voice actors have the luxury no that's super funny i i think that it was actually funny when i was or when i was growing up at least it was kind of it kind of made you a nerd or whatever yeah yeah listen to me breathe yeah exactly. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> now, now you're now that just hurts chris you gotta stop <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Yeah, my best chief Wiggum. <laughs> <laughs> I sound nothing like that. Stop. Uh, the, no, you don't. Well, I, the, <laughs> when when I was younger though, I had like terrible asthma and like, uh -huh. uh, yeah, yeah. I I was I didn't sound that bad, but like did uh, took singing lessons when I was younger as well. Ah. And when I did singing lessons, I was like kind of insecure about my nasally voice, and my singing teacher was like, hey. That's actually a good thing. You sound good with that nasally voice, and it suits you. And I was like, "Interesting." And that's like actually a, a thing that's sought after for singers in the music industry. And I was like, "That's super interesting." And she was like, "Yep, it goes so much to the point that some singers will only go in to the studio when they're sick." Yes, there's an episode of Friends about that. You know that that is there is an episode of Friends about that <laughs> where Phoebe goes in and she's like. Uh, yeah, dying. she's like been this terrible <laughs> singer her whole life, and she gets sick, and she suddenly sounds fantastic, and now, uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, some uh, some Lord action or something like that. Is that <laughs> who I'm thinking of? Yeah, hey, I but, don't know. Maybe she just has the voice that like she kind of is like drunk or high or 
Oh, sure, yeah. How to speak. A, little, a little bit mumble mouth. A little marble mouthy. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Matt? Hey, Matt Tracy's here. Now we have two people. This is amazing. It's unfortunate that we're towards the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll see you later. <laughs> I mean, we could do another one. I'd be down. I don't know where you're at. No, that's fine. I don't have anything else going on. I feel like I have a hard time knowing what to continue talking about, but... Yeah. Let's we'll come up with something. Sure. Uh, uh, we'll maybe. Just, let's just end this for now. Uh, thanks for listening, okay. everybody. We'll probably do another one here in the chat. And uh, catch you next time. Bye. They fit that sound, that theme in the game. There are so many UI sounds of like, oh, good Lord. You know, that's. I'll cut that out. But <laughs> oh, 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 What the fuck was that? <laughs>